Good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. I hope you had a great weekend because it was absolutely fantastic over here. Um, and I'm really honored that you can join me today. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, it is, uh, we're going into summer all over the world and I hope, I wish all of you a fantastic summer. Um, peace to all of you and um, a lot of healing and a lot of reconciliation for the wounds and the trauma of the past. So today we're going to talk about a Portuguese conquest of Goa. Okay, we just finished the um, we just finished the chapter on the history of uh, Christianity, and because I'm of Goan origin, um, talking about this particular Christian aspect uh, of India is very um, important. Like I said, uh, the church says Christianity came to India with Saint Thomas, but it is not true. Uh, Christianity was invented only 300 years later um, and so the first people to come here were Jews uh, they fled the wars of the Middle East the turbulence of the seismic area of the Levant and they came uh, in their groves and so a lot of us have have Hebrew descent somewhere up the line um, but more importantly not just Hebrew descent they came they realigned they uh, integrated into new society and became Hindus. So uh, what we call today is Hindus, but um, all of us somewhere up the line have some type of Hebrew connection. Um, and on the Goan and uh, in uh, South, South India, um, a lot of the Yehud, people from Yehud, that's the southern part of, of Goa, a uh, southern part of Israel, the Levant, um, then came and immigrated, uh, became refugees on the Indian subcontinent, realigned and uh, integrated into a new civilization, new society. And today we're all amalgamated um, and a hybrid, and we've become what we know as Hindustan. Uh, again, if you can go back prior to the Well, this entire land was uh, a Vedic belt. So we're actually all the same. The labels have changed, but the mentality has not. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Aramaic and Arabic people fled to the Indian subcontinent. Water, uh, and and food and rain and. Uh, medicine and knowledge after the desert, the Arabian desert, so it was very easy to come here. And on the west coast, a lot of Jews came, a lot of, they were not called as Jews back then, they were called as Hebrews or Judeans. Now that's why you will see a lot of Judeans. Judea became, uh, finally became revolted and also became Christian. It was from here that the Christian movement started. And a lot of them later were converted to Christianity, but you will see most of Christians in India it come from South India, while the Northern Israel, uh, that group uh, and the lost tribes from there, who then immigrated and after the Kingdom of Israel was broken and were dispersed all over the Middle East, Europe, uh, they went to the north and a lot of them uh, settled in areas that is today Persia, 
um, Iran, Afghanistan, um, Pakistan, North India, and that's why you see most of the Muslims up north. Uh, you can go further up north, Central Asia, all the Muslims are there, uh, northern India. Well, South India has more Christians, and that's because Yehud, the, the Christians are people who, who fled and who fled as refugees and persecuted and came through the southern half of um, the Indian subcontinent and also all um, the Portuguese empire came to the southern half and that's why we have a lot of Christians in South India compared to Muslims in the north. Um, having said that, um, the real um, force of Christianity, like I said, came to the Portuguese Inquisition. Before that we had refugees, missionaries, traders, uh, Francis Franciscans, but really the bulk of Christianity comes with the Portuguese invasion of Goa or the conquest. Uh, Goa is known as an idyllic colony, um, uh, was a Portuguese colony until 1961, um, and unfortunately it's known for a, a genocide called the Portuguese Inquisition of Goa, something which I never knew about and I had to learn. Because we have the, the chapter on Christianity and me being from Goan descent, I'm going to talk to you about this. It's very important for us. And the conquest of Goa occurs in uh, 1510. Uh, Vasco da Gama lands in 1498. Um, and then he comes back in 1510 on behalf of the Portuguese Admi Admiral Alfonso de Albuquerque. Okay, in an area called Old Goa or Vela. Goa Vela, V-E-L-H. Um, he had received orders to conquer uh, by the Portuguese king to capture, Horm capture Hormuz, Aden, and Malacca. Okay. The region of Goa had been uh, garrisoned uh, since about 1504 by the uh, Osmani Turkish Malmuk, uh, a Persian from the northern city of Persian city of Sava, named Af named Yusuf Adil Shah of Bijapur. So the Bijapur Empire was ruling this land since 1504, um, and uh, the 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 invader was called Yusuf Adil Shah, um, you know, of of Osmani Turkish Malmuk descent. Okay, so the Muslims invaders were here. Um, because they were not particularly, they were very cruel and they were not particularly liked by the local Hindus who were forced to be converted. There were slaves over here, a lot of slavery going on, um, because that was what the uh, the Turks did. That's what was the uh, Turkish Ottoman Empire did. Slaves was their calling card, slavery. Uh, so, Albuquerque. Um, the Hindus needed support and they allied with the Portuguese. Uh, an invitation from a local chieftain called Timaya, an exiled Hindu from Goa, who was the admiral on the Honawar fleet, uh, had received appeals from Hindu population of Goa to relieve them from the Islamic rule or Islamic occupation. Um, Goa being a very prosperous port, uh, 
um, absolutely people, you know, uh, empires wanted to pass by and control this land, control the port so they could control the economics around this port. And as we know, everything is about economics. Uh, so Albuquerque first reached the city of Goa um, with his admiral Antonio de Narona in February of 1510. Uh, he entered the city on the 17th of February 1510 with a little conflict. A Muslim force was approached, then approached to conquer Goa, besieged the Portuguese, finally had to abandon in May of 1510 to its uh, and give it back to its former ruler, uh, Ismail Adil Shah, the Muslim king of Bijapur. Albuquerque sailed from Kanar and returned three months later in November with a stronger fleet. Um, it said 1,500 Portuguese and about 300 Malabris uh, from Malabar coast and uh, 24 uh, and 34 ships. He joined forces with the Hindu rebel, uh, Hindu exile Timaya. He was fearing an alliance uh, that the, the Egyptians had uh, allied with, uh, sorry, the the Muslims were allied with other Egyptians, but um, he Albuquerque was finally able to capture Goa in less than a day. Adil Shah and his Ottoman allies also had to surrender in December. Um, thereafter, Goa was um, Goa, Goa became a Portuguese territory. Okay, so this was really done to help to ally with the Hindu king and set foot in Goa, and he, they were asked for their help. So the Portuguese didn't come and invade just like that. They were asked for help uh, because they had a very strong navy, um, and that was what they needed, the Hindus needed at that point. Um, so Albuquerque basically captured Goa without any orders from the royal, uh, from the head of state, and was, was opposed by his captains for doing so in the beginning. Um, the king was not happy, but the Council of Fidalgos finally confirmed the possession to the displeasure of the king. The, the state of Goa, the, the area, the region of Goa, constituted a strong position, a uh, strategic position for the Portuguese in India and in, this, in, in the Indian Ocean. Um, they were not very, the, the Portuguese uh, monarchy was not very sure about their positions in India. They were, they were not sure that they wanted to. The king did not want to, um, as they had discussed earlier. Um, they wanted to is abandon the Estado de India in order to concentrate on the conquest of Morocco. So they wanted Morocco instead of, of Goa, uh, but they finally hung on to Goa and... Um, and that's why after this we have 450 years of rule. So Portuguese battles in India in on the Indian Ocean, we have Canar in 1501, Calicut 1502, uh, Cochin 1504, Canar again 1506, uh, Ormuz 1507, Canar 1507, uh, Double 1508, Dew 1509, Goa comes in 1510, Malacca in 1511, Calicut on the western coast, 1526. Dew is another small prince, uh, island near in the in the in Gujarat in 1538. Uh, the Suez expedition was 1514. Uh, Dew was lost and regained in 46. Aden in 1548. 
the Hormuz ca- campaign, the Muscat uh, Gulf of Oman, Malacca, um, 1568. Malacca was lost and regained 1606. Um, Ceylon, which is today uh, Sri Lanka, it was 1612 to 1613. The Persia-Portuguese War, 1615-1622. Um, and basically, um, that is what... It was on the Indian subcontinent, uh, the Portuguese rule in on the continent itself, and with its base in Goa. Uh, and this is courtesy of militaryhistory.fandom.com, so you can take a look at it if you want. Um, now, I am going to talk about something that's very, very um, important. We all know about the Portuguese Inquisition. Okay, uh, we never, uh, growing up, we never spoke about it, ever. We were not allowed to. Uh, we, I've never heard of the Portuguese Inquisition. I, I heard about it only from uh, some uh, television um, researchers and um, activists uh, from the non-Christian community. And, and when I heard it, I said, it can't be true. And I googled it and I researched it and lo and behold, here we are. Uh, the Portuguese Inquisition and I was stunned to the core. It all of a sudden made sense. The trauma in our homes, uh, the trauma didn't stop, it continued. So it is important to understand what the Inquisition was. Now, Portuguese uh, was a Roman Catholic empire. And I'm just going to say I have nothing against the Portuguese. I absolutely love them. I have nothing against the Portuguese. I have nothing against the state of Portugal, the, the, the current state of Portugal, the current Portuguese. I love Portuguese food, Portuguese music, the father. I love everything about Portugal. Uh, but... History is history. We have to to verify history, understand history in order for us to heal, to reconcile, and so that it doesn't happen again. Unfortunately, it is happening again because the church is still lying and, and, and making use of very weak and gullible people to run their uh, colonial, uh, like colonial vultures. They keep lying and, and they've made us they still insist that we remain relics of the empires through their lies and their condescending supremacy and their fake narratives to just con people to stay in power. So it is important that we understand this, we spread the news, we have this conversation and we heal from the, the inside. So this divide and rule by the church uh, that is playing on the ground as some sort of prophetic mission when it's all they are uh, relics of an, an empire is not acceptable. So I'm going to tell you what an inquisition is. Um, so this I get from... Um, this I get from a book on archives.com, uh, The Goa Inquisition by Anand Kaba Priolkar. Uh, it's a very good read. Um, hard, a little bit hard, but I, I suggest all of you can get it. It's available on the public domain. So basically, sorry about that. My screen just uh, froze on me, and I apologize for that. Okay, so here we are again. So what is the Inquisition? Basically, 
the Inquisition of Goa, an Inquisition, period, okay? Doesn't matter what. Inquisition um, in the Church of Rome is a tribunal in several Roman Catholic countries erected by the popes for examination and punishment of heretics, the people who do not submit to them, people who do not believe in their ideology. Something like a jihad, okay? The Islamic version of a jihad, uh, the Christian version of a jihad. This cult was founded in the 12th century under the patronage of Pope Innocent, my God, Innocent is an ironic word, who issued out orders to ex... ex uh, execute the Catholic to excite the Catholic princes and people to extirpate heretics. That means search and find heretics to search uh, to search into their numbers and quality and to transmit a faithful account thereof to Rome. Hence, they were called inquisitors and gave birth to this formidable tribunal called the Inquisition. That that nothing might be wanting to render the spiritual Quote, formidable and tremendous, the Roman pontiffs uh, persuaded the European princes and most especially the Emperor Frederick II and Louis IX, King of France, not only to enact such barbarous laws against heretics and to commit to the flames by the Ministry of Public Justice those who were pronounced such as inquisitors, also to maintain in inquisitors in office and grant them protection in the most solemn manner. The edicts of purpose issued by were issued out by Frederick II are well known. Edicts sufficient to have exited the excited the greatest horror and which rendered the most illustrious piety and virtue incapable incapable of saving from the cruelest of death, such as such as had the misfortune to be disagreeable to the inquisitors. These abdominal, abdominal laws were not, however, sufficient to restrain the, the indignation of the people against those inhuman judges whose barbarity was accom accompanied by superstition and arrogance, with spirit of suspicion and perfidy. Uh, nay, even the Turk, Termerity and imprudence. Accordingly, they were insulted by the multitude uh, in many places, were driven in an ignor ignorant manner out of some cities, and were put to death in others. And Conrad of Marpur, the first German inquisitor who derived his commission from G Gregory the Ninth, was one of the many victims that were sacrificed on this occasion to the vengeance of the public. Um, which his incredible barbarities have raised to a dreadful degree of vehemence and fury. This diabolic tribunal takes cognizance of uh, hearsay, Judaism, um, Mahamotism, sodomy, and polygamy. And people stand in so much fear of it that parents deliver up their children, husbands, their wives, and masters, their servants, to its officers, without daring in least to murmur. The prisoners were kept for a long time, till they themselves turned their own accu accusers and declared the cause of imprisonment for which they did neither nor told their crime, nor confronted with witnesses. As soon as they were in prison, their friends go into mourning and speak of them as dead, not daring to solicit their pardon. Best 
lest they should be bought in as accomplices. When there is no shadow of proof against the pretended criminal, he is discharged after suffering the most cruel tortures, a tedious and dreadful imprisonment, and a lot loss of the greatest part of his effects, that means his body parts. The sentence against prisoners is pronounced publicly and with extraordinary solemnity. In Portugal, they erect a theatre capable of holding 3,000 people, in which they place a rich altar, raise seats on either side, in the form of an amphitheatre. There were prisoners, there the prisoners are placed, and over against them in a high chair, um, they are called one by one to hear doom from one of the inquisitors. These unhappy persons know what they are to suffer by the clothes they wear that day. Those who appear in their own clothes are discharged or paying a fine. Those who have a santo benito or strange, a straight coat, yellow coat without sleeves, charged with St. Andrew's cross, have their lives but forfeited or all their effects. Those who have resemblance of flames made of red surge and sued upon their Santo Benito without any cross are pardoned, but threatened to be burned if they relapse. And those who, besides the flames, have on their Santo Benito their own picture, surrounded with devils, are condemned to expire in the flames. The inquisitors, who are ecclesiastics, ecclesiastics, do not pronounce the sentence of death but form and read an act in which they say the criminal being convicted of such a crime by his own confession is, with such reluctance, delivered to the secular power to be punished according to, the, uh, to his um, dictat. And this writing they give to seven judges who attend the right side of the altar and immediately pass the sentence. We rejoice, however, to hear that in many Roman Catholic countries the Inquisition is now shut. May the God of mercy, love, prevent its ever being employed again. The Act of Fate, or the Auto da Fe, in the Romish Church is a solemn day held by the Inquisition for punishment of heretics and the absolution of innocent accused. They usually contrive the Auto on some great festival that the, ex that the execution may pass with more awe and it is after, always on a Sunday. The auto de fe may be called the last act of inquisitorial tragedy. It is a king of jail delivery appointed as often as competent number of prisoners in the inquisition are convicted of hearsay either by their own voluntary or extorted confession or in the evidence of certain witness. The process is thus. In the morning they are brought out to a great hall, where they have certain habits put on, which they are to wear in the procession, and which they know their doom. The procession is led up by Dominican friars, after which come the penitents, being all in black coats without sleeves, barefooted with a wax candle in their hands. They are followed by the penitents, who have narrowly escaped being burnt, who over their black coats have flames painted with their points towards point with them points turned downwards. Next comes the negative and relapsed, who are to be burnt, having flames on their habits pointing upwards. 
After these come such as profess doctrines contrary to the fate of Rome, who besides flames pointing upwards have their picture painted on, on their breast with dogs, serpents, and the devils, all open-mounted about it. Each prisoner is attended with a familiar on the Inquisition, and those to be burned have also a Jesuit on each hand, who are continually preaching to them to abjure. After the prisoners come, come a troop of familiars on horseback, and after them come the inquisitors and other officers of the court on mules. Last of all, the inquisitors general on a white horse, led by two men with black hats and green hatbands. A scaffold is erected big enough for two or three thousand people at one end, of which are the prisoners, at the other the inquisitors. After a sermon made up of encomiums of the Inquisition, the, erect, the invectus, invectives against heretics, a priest ascends a desk near the scaffold, and having taken the abjuration of the penitents, recites the final sentence of those who are to be put to death, and delivers them to the secular arm. Earnestly uh, beseeching at the same time the secular power not to touch their blood or put their lives in danger. The prisoners, being thus in the hands of civil magistrate, are presently loaded with chains and carried first to the secular jail, and from thence in an hour or two brought before civil judge, who after asking in what religion they intend to die, pronounce, pronounces the sentence on such as declare they die in the communion of the Church of Rome. They shall be first strangled and then burnt to ashes, on such as they die in any other fate, that they be burnt alive. Both are immediately carried to Ribera, the place of execution, where they are, there are as many stakes set up as there are prisoners to be burnt, with quality of dry fruits, about them the stakes of these professed uh, the stakes of the professed that is as pers as persist in their heresy are about four yards high having small bold a small bold towards the top of the prisoner to be seated on the negative and relapse being first strangled and burnt the professed mount their stakes by a ladder and the jesuits after several repeated exhort exhort to be reconciled to the church, part of which part with them tell them that they leave them to the devil who is standing at their elbow, to receive their souls and carry them with him to the flames of hell. On this a great shout is raised, and cry and the cry is, Let the dog's beards be made, which is done by trusting flame, flaming furors fastened to long poles against their face, till their faces are burnt to a coal, which is accompanied with the loudest acclaim, acclamations of joy. At last a fire is set to the fruits at the bottom of the stake, over which the professed are changed so high that the, that the top of the, of the flame seldom reaches a higher than than the scent they sit on, so that they rather seem roasted than burnt. They cannot be more lamentable spectacle. The sufferers continue, continually cry out why, while they are able, pity for the love of God, yet it be beheld. 
by all sexes and ages, with transports of joy and satisfaction. O merciful God, in the big in the beginning, human humane religion thou hast given to men, surely not. If such were the geniuses of Christianity, then it would be no honour to be Christian. Let us, however, rejoice that the time is coming when the demon of persecution shall be banished out of this world, and true spirits of benevolence and candour pervade the universe. When none shall hurt or destroy, but the earth be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters over the sea. That, my dear friend, my dear friends, um, is the Inquisition. Uh, and this is what happens, whether in Rome, whether in the Christian areas, the Roman Catholic areas, uh, and also in Goa. This is what my ancestors went to. And if I'm a survivor, and like many people in Goa are survivors, survivors on the Indian subcontinent, uh, it is because our, our ancestors either gave up and said, okay, we convert, we were forced to convert, or uh, they were traumatized and set free and had to swallow their pride and just, you know, just, uh, you know, do what the, the invaders or the occupiers wanted. Unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, it is important for us to heal and it's important for us to go to this to understand what our ancestors uh, went through and and to understand the, the status quo and how... Uh, how we can acknowledge our, our defaults and 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 reconcile and and let the trauma get out, externalize our emotions, write, write and and uh, say it out aloud. Listen to the words. Uh, if not, um, it will stay inside. So externalization of your voice is very important. Um, and and that's why we're talking about this. Uh, so the Portuguese Inquisition, there are many, many articles about this uh, all over the internet, which is coming up now, the last 20 years since the internet has come out, 20, 25 years. Um, and I'm going to go through some articles with you, and it basically tells you what exactly, I mean, some other aspects of the Inquisition. Um, the secular historians of Goa have very clearly put it under the rug because they they need the Christians as vote banks, they need the church as vote banks, and they need the money from the lobbies of the church, and that's why they haven't done anything about it. The Portuguese Inquisition of Goa, um, however, uh, you know, it has come out, okay, and more and more Christians are getting to know about it, Hindus are getting about it, and the church who has lied continuously for the last 50, 75, sorry, 50 years has practically uh, said absolutely nothing about it, but they continue uh, converting and proselytization of people who are ignorant, and so it has to be said to so the people who are gullible, the people who don't know about it, uh, are aware of this, and I need every single one of you, I, I hold my hands, I join my hands to you. Please share this uh, with your friends, share the link, ask them, uh, have this conversation. Any five people have the conversation, ask them to have the conversation, to understand what went through, uh, to, to, um, to help us on the inside, liberate ourselves from this occupation of our minds uh, by the church and spread the message as much as possible uh, through knowledge, not through, through negativity, through knowledge, uh, a conversation, a decent conversation, empower yourself with this knowledge and, and, and help us 
free ourselves from from this from the devil, so to speak. Uh, besides the besides the Inquisition of, of killing people. Um, the Portuguese also empire also did something else, um, aghast by local Hindu traditions, which is co contrary to uh, the Abrahamic traditions, especially Christian traditions. Portuguese were angered by uh, the locals following a religion other than Christianity and ordered all temples within the colonies to be shut. Uh, and it was gross human rights violations and mass executions of Hindus, Jews, and other non. Uh, non-Hindu population. Um, in 1541, idol worship was forbidden and the Portuguese colony of Goa and over 350 temples plus or minus were destroyed by Portuguese soldiers. It was has been clearly declared that being a believer of any religion other than Roman Catholicism was forbidden by the residents of Goa. Um, now, um, on their arrival in Goa, they were enraged new Christians um, in 1542. Um, Saint Francis, well, Francis Xavier and Martin Alfonso uh, were sent to Goa. Uh, they were enraged new Christians in Goa, practicing their previous religion, you know, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, um, under the cover. So, uh, sort of crypto, as we call it, crypto Jews, crypto Hindus, um, a disturbed. <laughs> Francis Xavier wrote to the king and to impose the Inquisition, and uh, that thereby it started. Um, they called the Hindus uncultured and savages who worship black idols resembling demons. Uh, the Christians took it upon themselves to force the Hindus in leaving their religion and succumbing to Christianity. Um, in Inquisition office was thereby set up which aimed to discriminate against Hindus on all matters. Hindus were forbidden by, to holding public office, inheriting their father's property, testifying as, as witnesses in court. If a Hindu child was deemed to be an orphan by colonialists, the child was seized by the Society of Jesus, founded by Francis Xavier and made to change his religion, Clear discrimination was seen in social life where Hindus were forced to sign public documents uh, only after Christians couldn't be clerks in village offices. In 1567, a law banning Christians were uh, employing Hindus in the colony was in introduced. Um, the Inquisition Office even questions natives who were suspected of following their previous religions in private, as I said, crypto, uh, crypto Jews, crypto Hindus, um, for about 214 years from 1560 to 1774, 16,100 approximate natives were questioned and tortured for following their religion other than Roman Catholicism. To be questioned by the Inquisition office, a mere rumor of practicing idol worship in private or chanting a Hebrew prayer would suffice uh, the missionaries to drag the native to the office. Those convicted of falling other subjected heinous punishments, uh, public flogging, put on a rack, burnt on stakes, nails pulled out, eyes crushed uh, by these blood thirsty missionaries, my dear friends, absolutely. And case, in cases, entire villages were burnt with women and children taken as slaves. Uh, large wheels were used as torture, were, who were those who were convicted, um, and they were 
people were tied to the wheel and then spun. And with almost every born of the innocent Hindu or Jew being crushed. Can you believe being tied to a wheel? They tied themselves to the wheel, the human to the wheel, and they rolled the wheel. And so every single bone was crushed, my dear friends. That, my dear friends, is what the Roman Catholicism is in India. And so when the Roman, the Christians all the world go and say, oh, well, Christians are being affected. Christians are being, minorities are being affected. Uh, how do they become minorities? You want to say that? They don't want to take their responsibility, but they want equal opportunity. I'm sorry, the buck stops here. As people who are, who are born Christians and descendants of colonial empires, we say enough is enough. The buck stops here. You're going to have to take your responsibility because we're not going to play this game anymore. We are free. We are not relics of empires. We are proud products of our Vedic ancestors. So to continue, Hindu children were sometimes taken from their parents and burnt in front of them with parents being tied and forced to witness this child being burnt alive until he accepts to convert to Christianity. Over 4,000 non-Christians were inflicted with such punishments during the course of the Inquisition. In inspiration of Muslim uh, invaders who practiced their jihad, missionaries imposed a jendi tax on Hindu population, something like the jizya, Okay. Uh, amidst the Portuguese Inquisition, a small group of Saraswat Brahmins managed to hide from the invading Portuguese colonialists and, and smuggled uh, a linga, Shiva linga, out of Lord Shiva's temple, the Mangeshi temple, um, and uh, built in, in, in Kotali village and built the renowned Mangeshi temple in Goa's Priol village, which belonged to the Hindu kingdom of. Sunday. Um, the Portuguese empire ravaged homes, destroyed culture, imposed foreign religion on the local population. Hindus were deliberately targeted by the European invaders in an attempt to convert them to Christianity, despite the barbarians use, barbarianism used by Europeans. Hinduism survived their attempts to erase it from the Indian uh, landscape and now continues to flourish in Goa. Unfortunately, my friends, so that is exactly what it is. Um, so this particular um, article I've been reading from Op India. You can get it on the internet. It's in the public domain. Um, I can go on and on and on and on. Um, but it's very difficult to read because this is what my ancestors went through. Um, I'm going to ask to take a break right now. I'm going to come back with another episode on the Portuguese Inquisition Go. I'm going to explain how the Portuguese of the Roman Empire came to this ideology. What, where did they get this ideology from? It's important to understand instead of just blaming uh, what who they are and, and what they did and say, okay, it happened, but why did it happen? What are the currents that formed the waves? It is very important for you to understand this second part. I'm going to take a break uh, and we'll come back with part number two of the Portuguese Inquisition Goa. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you a pleasant evening. Come back and, and, and we will continue.